I only know one way. That's the Padre way. I'm proud as heck to be a San Diego Padre. I played for one team. I played in one town. Smith is ready. Win waiting to pitch. There's a drive. Right center field. Base hit. And there it is. Ho-ho. Doctor. You can hang a star on that, baby. A star for the ages for Tony Gwynn. Number 3,000. Hey, Blake, would you go on a 5.5 podcast when you get to San Diego? I don't know, man. That's a lot. I don't even know what that is. And welcome back, everybody, to the 5.5 podcast, a day late and $340 million short. Uh, We are here to discuss and gush over Fernando Tatis Jr., a 14-year deal that pretty much cements him in San Diego the statue contract. Yeah, that's great. So first of all, what? I'd like to thank my family and my what? friends. What are you doing? I'd like to thank my parents. Uh, I'd like to thank the, everyone that had uh, influenced me to get on to Twitter. Um, I wouldn't be here without you guys today. Uh, I, I thought we were going to do a podcast about me winning the uh, Twitter handle what? bracket contest from uh, at Mojave Desert 23 over oh, the weekend. Oh, I stopped voting off that rounds ago. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's what we came here to discuss. Uh, I no. thought we were going to talk about me winning the tournament, but if you want to talk about Tatis, no. that's fine too. I mean, I, I beat Alex, um, the beloved Padres Raza Twitter member, and uh, didn't see any official uh, declaration of defeat from the young man. There's no official Raza to, letterhead. He's uh, he's trying to find a way, Eric. He's, to, he has uh, still not conceded yes, defeat. The, the thing is, and, Eric... I'll say he, that much. He's uh, I'm sure he's conniving to find a way to steal the win, just like he steals content. But moving on. <laughs> no, actually, before we move on, oh, I, I, I do want to say that it has been a great week on Twitter. Not just because of the Tatis extension, yes. of course, but... After winning that contest on Twitter, which was very important to me, very important to me, I also gave, and I kind of regretted it right after I tweeted it out, I don't know if you saw it, but I gave a full-throated endorsement to Chris Paddock (laughs) on Twitter (laughs) in defense of uh, Chris Paddock, and I told everyone to lay off. and uh, Full-throated, huh? Full-throated endorsement of Chris Paddock, and I think that I have also secured my invite to storm the Capitol with them next time <laughs> the Paddock brothers are in D.C. So, yeah, it's been a great weekend. It's been a great weekend. Um, but, yes, I do also want to point out that we are the first podcast to record after the news was made official by the Padres. Yes, so I just want to put that the out. News. So all you guys jumping yeah. the gun, that's great. Congratulations. We're the first ones to record after the press conference. Thank yep. you very much. We are not interested in being first. <laughs> We're interested in being correct. Yeah, there you go. Yes. Yeah, that's that's what we'll say. So, yeah, man, great news, huh? Yeah, great, I mean, great freaking news. Did you did you see that coming? I felt like we thought something was going to happen because we had heard murmurings, right? Everybody's right. talking like they have to sign him. They're spending all this money. Uh, they had already signed Hosmer long-term. They signed Machado long-term. They picked up Darvish for three years. They picked up Clevenger for two and a half. They picked up Snell for three, Musgrove for two. You know, they have all these pieces that they just keep adding. Uh, so it just felt like it was a matter of time for them to, to move on. It's like, okay, we have everything set, right? Like, we have a roster set. We have flexibility over the next three to five years. Now that we know what we've got around him, Let's see how long we can keep him here. So I do think it was always in the cards, um, especially now that Uncle Ron has uh, been taken out uh, yonder. Yeah, funny how that works. Yeah, funny, funny how, how the guy works. who worked on the committee to try to suppress salaries. Uh, <laughs> as is, soon as he's yeah, gone. As soon as he's gone. Uh, Padre's payroll goes, to the moon. Yeah, Papa Pete goes moon. fucking ham. Mm-hmm. 
But yes. Diamond um, hands, baby. Yeah. Papa Pete. <laughs> <laughs> I do think. Uh, Weird. Yeah, very odd. But I, I do think it was always in the, uh, it was always in the cards. I, I felt like there was always the rumbling there that we know it's coming. Right? And we saw like leaked things, right? Like we saw, and shout out to all those like weird, like, wannabe Twitter insider accounts that was that were like You're tweeting. not talking about Judd, are you? No, who? Judd Who's is the Judd? man. Who's you Judd? mean at Judd5952100000 on Twitter? <laughs> are you seriously don't know who I'm talking about? No, I know who you're talking <laughs> Come about. Come on. Yeah. Everyone thought it was a paddock burner and it still yeah. could be paddock, but whoever it is, spot on, dude. It can't be I paddock. only have two people on on tweet alerts. Dennis Lynn and at Judd5952100000. <laughs> That's it. That's all I have. That's I don't all think I need. it's Paddock. There's too much inside info. That's that all I need. Yeah, I think it's uh, maybe it's uh, maybe it's AJ Preller's disgruntled employee or his yeah. uh, fanboy. I, I think maybe we it's can all, AJ. I think we can all agree that that has to be someone in the front office. It has to be. You are not that spot on. No, there's no way. All of us throw shit against the wall yeah. all the time, so we can come back and say, as I speculated. Hey, hey, we did call Manny. We were guest hosts on a different pod, but we, we did. did call Manny. Yes, yes. Thank you very much. But you know. Yes, we all had a, we had all hoped that it was going to happen, right? And there were some random there tweets were. about like, hey, the the Padres front office was in uh, the Dominican. They mm-hmm. went to go see Tatis, and yeah, all that ended up being true. I feel like everyone was kind of joking though, like, ha ha ha, yeah, they're going to extend Tatis, yeah. yeah. Like we had all hoped, but and I think at the end of the day, knowing the talent that he has and knowing that he could be a free agent at what twenty six years old, uh, yeah. Like, you knew that he had a chance to cash in huge. And so it was like, yeah, we thought, you know, buy out his Arb years, which is great. I mean, that's, you know, sure, you get him for cheaper. Uh, maybe sign him for six years. Yeah, so you get, get two, two extra years. years. Yeah. That's what I think all of us thought. Like, hey, you know, it's great. I think there was a voice in the back of all of our heads that had kind of the Cleveland tone for Lindor. Enjoy him while he's here. I think all of us, no matter how well you the mean Padres John Conniff was doing, whispering us that because he thought he was going to get some yeah. No matter how well the down. Padres and Seidler has have been doing as far as uh, increasing, expanding the horizons on on our thoughts as Padre fans, like there, it's still in the back of your mind. You can't help it because you're a Padre fan. It's how we're yeah. conditioned. It was my thought that okay, hey, you know what? This is great. We're going to have him for at least four years. They'll buy out two of his free agent years. That's Fuck, that's fantastic. Yeah. And that right there for me was a mega win. And then and then you hear other rumblings. Well, maybe it'll be eight years. So maybe we'll take him until he's around 30 years old. And I'm like, shit, hell yeah. I don't think he'll do it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm on board for that. Sign him as long as you want. And then it's like, boom, 14, 14. years. Yeah. 14 years. And we had floated in our, our Mad Friars, uh, with our Mad Friars incredible. Buddy. We had floated like 10 years. And of course, we were called hacks by that... <laughs> Penny pitching boomer, yeah. John Conniff. Hack, he's never going to take yeah. a 10 year deal. Never, not in a million years. He's leaving a lot of money yep. on the table to not bet on himself. Well, take that, boomer. You're probably asleep right now. Exactly. Eating your mayonnaise, Tex Mex tacos. Well, but yeah, 14 out of nowhere. And there was one report, I think it was Instagram, that had said, oh, they offered him a 14 year deal. And everybody went, 14 years? Yeah, everybody. <laughs> Whatever everyone you was, say, guy. Everyone's doing their little wank motions. Yeah, yeah. They're like, okay, sure. 14 years. Sure. Yeah. LOL. Yeah, what is this, EVT? Yeah, yeah. so he's like, hey, remember when that guy said 14 years? <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. It slipped. Jesus. All right? Christ. It slipped. Oh man, you're gonna Slip. be canceled. You're gonna be canceled, Eric. <laughs> it's slipped. You're gonna be canceled. Uh, uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah out of nowhere. I think uh <laughs> I think I love that the press conference um that Preller highlighted the thought process when he was in the car with his, his two uh 
his uh, his two lieutenants there on the way, the the ride to the Tatis family home. Because mm-hmm. he's outlining, you know, the thought process on the, number one, how long is that drive? Yeah. And uh, number two, yeah, I think he was saying, it was Chris Kemp was mentioning, like, there's, basically you have three, and he was right, you have three options, like, as far as what we're going to do with Tatis. You can go year to year. He's probably going to smash records, you know, as far, like, he is better than Lindor. I love Lindor. Lindor is great. He's not Tatis Jr. Yeah. Right? Like, Tatis Jr., I think the only comp you could really think of at his age is like Ripken or Rodriguez-esque. Right? Just this absolute one of That's what kind. the thought is. Yeah. A-Rod. Yeah. yeah. That's, that. That's a generational player. So it's like, yeah, you can go through arbitration and have him smash arbitration records. And the longer you wait, the harder it's going to be to sign him because now his base pay is getting higher. Mm-hmm. You could sign, like you said, and like we thought would be a six, maybe you know, an eight-year deal where you buy out some... So you buy out the arbitration and maybe you buy out a couple free agent years and throw some really expensive options in there. Um, and then they mentioned what I love that they called the statue contract. Yeah. You basically just like, hey, we want you to stay. Yeah. You know, that's the Bryce Harper deal, right? Bryce Harper signed a similar deal. No, no trade clause and no opt outs. It's just, I'm here yeah. and I'm not going anywhere. My favorite, my favorite uh, quote from the press conference was that he was offered twelve years, and Tati said, "Why not my whole career?" Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> and amazing. So I'm like, all right, well, hey, fuck it, I guess sure. we'll do fourteen then. <clears throat> Where Absolutely. do we sign? Yeah. So, and he even mentioned too, he's like, "Yes, you know, I'm because they brought up something about like the style that he plays." He's like, "I'm going to be playing like this, you know, as long as I can, like until I'm 40. Yeah. So yeah, the contracts for fourteen years, but I'm going to be here a lot longer than that. Yeah. Something along those lines. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. think about it. like how. How old is he now? 22? 22. He'll be 22. He'll be 22. Uh, 22. Age 22 season. Okay, so he'll be 30 years old when Manny's contract is up. Boom, move him to third. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect That's timing. assuming we have to move him to third. Well, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's assuming he has yeah. to. He said he wants to be Derek Jeter, so that means he'll stick at shortstop way too long. <laughs> way too well, long. Well, here's the thing. He's already good <laughs> defensively, so he's long past trying to be Derek Jeter. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe with C.J. Abrams here, he won't be the best shortstop on his team. So he's well on his way <laughs> to being Derek Jeter in that regard. So, yeah. Um, yeah, man, it's it's just seeing that commitment. And you mentioned there are no opt-outs, uh, no trade clause. Full no trade clause. For 14 years. Because that was my second thought. Because we mentioned, okay, is it going to be four years? Is it going to be six years? Oh, I don't think it'll be eight, but maybe. And then we hear 14. So then I'm like, okay, shit. Well, when's the opt-out? Is it after six? Is it after seven? Is it after yeah. eight? And is then it after the, four? Is it after four? And then the next day, you see John Heyman. He's like, oh, well, that's where I saw it first. Yeah, it was like at six in the morning. And it says there's, yeah. there's no opt-outs. And I'm like, yeah. is this like is this a typo? What do yeah. you mean no opt-outs? And to see like that level of trust not only from Tatis by saying like hey this is where I want to build my future I'm all in but to see the Padres do that and it's not necessarily hard for a team to be like hey this is the guy I want to hitch my wagon to but to see both sides like that kind of come to an agreement because two people can't come to agreement on really anything these days (laughs) so to see you you don't say You so don't see, say. So to see, uh, you're entering your second marriage coming up pretty soon, yeah. right? Okay. So to see, uh, assuming they lift the racist ban on Mexico, to see both of uh, both of them say, "Hey, you know what? We're all in for 14 years." Uh, that was that was thrilling. Man. Yes, it was absolutely thrilling. It's it's refreshing. See, the thing like when Harper signed his contract, like the biggest thing was like no opt outs. Well, he's gonna be, he's gonna be booed in Philly into his 40s, right? Yeah. But the idea is like. Tatis is so dedicated here. I, I think it's a combination. It's, you know, the opt-outs are also a fail-safe for ownership. Because you know they're giving Manny the 10-year deal, but they're thinking, hey, if he opts out in five years, 
Maybe he goes somewhere else, or maybe we resign him, but we give him more money. But at least we know if he opted out, mm-hmm. things must have gone pretty damn good. Yeah, for him to have opted out, at, you know, to 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 uh, decide to opt out. At five That's years. the best case yeah. scenario is that Manny opts out because that yeah. means that he will have been worth it. Yeah, I mean he's already been worth it. And it's in, it's yes. like our beloved handjob Preller points out. <laughs> there's no rule saying that you can't resign him after he opts out. Yeah. Fucking so. Kershaw's done it like everybody. A Rod did it. A Rod exactly. A Rod is a prime example. Yeah. He fucking announced that the after they won the 09 World Series that he was opting out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. negotiated an even better contract. Yeah. Say what you will about that man. He's a hell of a businessman. Yeah. But, love it. You know the thing is it's it, it the other thing that's refreshing too because we mentioned Uncle Ron being a part of the Penny Pinchers Club mm-hmm. uh, and the the Penny Pincher Committee for the ownerships. Yeah. Like we know. That, and we've gotten word from people who know people in the know, that Fowler was basically the filter, like, to not let Preller go gonzo with, you know, signings and trades and things like that. Yeah, basically he, he not was, doing what he's been doing. He was basically the governor on yeah. the Padres race car. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what he was. Preller would get to 100 miles an hour. He was a restrictor plate yeah, as as for those NASCAR <laughs> fans out there. 99 miles an hour yeah. before he can get to 100. Fowler would kick in to try to, you know, for him, yes, sense, but, you know, he, he would, he's the filter, you know, he's the one that would pump the brakes. Um, it's refreshing to see a baseball team, uh, Jason Stark mentioned this on his Fox Sports interview when they were waiting for Tatis uh, to come on, in that, you know, sometimes it's, you know, if, if everybody's zigging, it's good to zag, it's good to go the other way. Right now, the Potters are playing money ball. Because the uh, the undervalued market is spending money. Spending money is the undervalued market. Trading prospects for stars, controllable, expensive, but controllable stars is undervalued. Because now everybody's prospect hoarding. You know, the Rays, they traded uh, Matt Libertori, but that's because they got a prospect coming back that fit them better for the now, right? The Potters aren't doing that. Mm. Their Potters are like, hey, we like these guys, but we really want you, Darvish, right now. We really like Patino. We love Patino. We've heard reports. Some people thought Patino could be better than Gore, mm-hmm. but we really want Blake Snell right now. We yeah. want Bla- what Snell is right now, not what Patino is going to be tomorrow or next year or three years from now. Uh, and that's refreshing because teams aren't doing that. Typically, you have the the sheep and the herd mentality of okay, we're all going to go in this direction now. And Preller's like, "Fuck you guys! You guys aren't going to spend money. Okay, great. Go ahead, Rich Ricketts family." You can you can save your money. I'll take Darvish off your hands and send me yeah. uh, five million while you're at it. You know? <laughs> Rays, we know you're cheap. Yeah. We'll, we'll get Ian Snell. It's refreshing to Ian see. Snow. Or excuse me, excuse me, Blake Snell. <laughs> I don't know why Ian Snell pops into my head, but uh, it's refreshing to see an organization commit to a player in a way that there is no opt outs. There's no way out of this for them. He's got a full no-trade clause. It's not the Arenado contract. Yeah. Or Arenado, even if he hadn't performed that well, probably would have opted out because he was so fucking miserable Mm -hmm. to the point where he didn't even talk to the GM or ownership. Like, it's such a 180 compared to the relationship that you see with Tatis and Preller. It's like Preller's like a big brother to him. Yeah. You know, there's like, it's it's a friendship, a, a genuine respect and friendship and admiration Preller got choked guys. up in the press he did. conference. He did. He was today. getting choked up. <laughs> Love it. He had said, you know, we we had heard Thought that the guy had no human emotion at yeah, all. Yeah, he's like a robot <laughs> talking yeah. into his shoes. But you know, we had heard uh, that Preller, that the only reason they didn't sign him, Tatis signed in the 2015 international signing period, 
and that the only reason Preller, who's already here, remember Preller took over at the end of 2014, the only reason the Padres didn't sign him at the time was because they were all in on Juan Moncada. Yep. They were the other. They offered Moncada a fucking twenty-five man roster spot, forty man spot. Yeah, you know, to sign him, it didn't work out, of course. But that's why they didn't sign Tatis. A year later, can you like? Preller knew what he was doing when he got him, even though people questioned it. But it's like I, I can't imagine like how much he believed in his not only his scouting team, which he acknowledged. Uh, but just in the player himself and his own instincts, like, I think this kid's going to be really good. Yeah. yeah. He's reading off his scouting reports and how he ran, I guess he ran a slow 60-yard dash. Yeah, I saw that. But it's, 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 I think it's, it's refreshing to see, you know, multiple parties involved. The GM on the same page with the ownership group, on the same page with the player, all come together in a time where it feels like, you know, those parties are struggling. GMs are fighting the ownerships to try to spend more money, they're not willing to do it, so then they got to go fight the players to try to take less money and sell it to them. Whereas the Padres aren't doing it. You know, do you think Acuna's happy right now? Hell no, dude. <laughs> Hell no. And I, I, he's not Fernando Tatis Jr., but Acuna's a superstar. Yeah, you know, Acuna, He's up yeah. there as far as like who they should be marketing. You know, you don't think... You think Juan Soto's not licking his chops right now? Like, oh, yeah. hey, uh, hey, Mr. Rizzo, hey, Mr. Learner Group. Yeah. Hey. And another thing that that shows uh, these young players is their ownership doesn't have to wait till they're near free agency. No. It doesn't. The, it makes the, the Padres, Dolans look real bad. It makes the rest of the league look yeah, bad. They look I mean, terrible. Look at, look at the players that have got fucked by service time. They yeah. played the service time game Chris and they Bryant. got screwed. Chris Bryant. You look at Vlad Guerrero, like, no question, Junior. Yeah. There's no question. And the Padres didn't do that when it came to Tatis Jr. They said, no, no we're not going to fucking do that. You know what? You deserve to be here. Uh, we need you here. And you need to get this experience right now. We're having you here. They didn't play games with him. And there was a lot of chatter during that time. Like, there were some people that said, hey, you know what? That's stupid because you got to think of it as a business. And you're losing an extra year. And now we have this shortened 60-game season. So congratulations. Now you're really fucking stupid. Is that the case? Or does that build the goodwill with Tatis where it's like, hey, you know what? They didn't dick with me. Why am I going to dick with them? Like, this is where I want to be. The money's right. The time's right. Let's go. Like, like... I'm strongly convinced that them not dicking him with service time did play a role into him making that decision. Yeah, absolutely. To be here long term. There's absolutely. no way that it didn't. Absolutely it did. Because here's the thing. Um, you know, when you do that with a player, right? Yeah, he got a big signing bonus. Whoopty damn do. These players make fucking pennies in the minor leagues. The minute he puts them on there, you get base MLB pay. Yeah. You're on the 40 man. Yeah. So not only is he helping him out financially, he's not... There's that level of like trust, not just I think with a player, but also as a fan, right? Mm-hmm. Because there's an integrity. To me, I, I get why they do it. The system is set up in a way so that they're almost forced it's to do it. It's not something you feel good about. Yeah. You know, I don't think that Jed Hoyer and Epps uh, and uh, Theo Epstein and company wanted to keep Chris Bryant down. Absolutely not. They didn't want to keep Anthony Rizzo down when they kept him down after they got the trade. They did it because the system in place is built in a way that you're almost forced to take advantage of it so that you can get that extra year. I'm not going to have him six years. I'm going to have him seven years. Um, But I think that it builds a trust and a foundation with not just Tatis and, you know, Tatis's family, who's obviously very important to him in this decision making. Yeah. But I think it builds trust with the whole Padres community because as a fan, I know that I'm going to watch the Padres, and they're legitimately making an effort to put the best roster out there yeah. right now. Yes, the Padres were they were good for a little while in 2019. They didn't end up, 
you know, finishing strong. But at least I can go back and look like, you know what? That roster to start was really fucking fun. Yeah. And it was fun because Preller had said, my goal and my job is to put the best team on the field. And I could not say that I'm putting the best team on the field if Paddock, which was also a big deal, didn't make the team. And if this guy did not make the team. Like, yeah. that's not putting the best team on the field, and that's what I'm here to do. And I think, yeah, that builds a relationship with Tatis because it shows he's not going to dick with him. He's not going to dick with his future earnings. Um, and it's, I believe in you. Go out there and go prove me right. And I think it also builds uh, a, a trust with the fans and that we're not being the typical MLB team. We're, he's zagging when everybody else is zigging. They're not being frugal and cheap and manipulating the system and making us suffer to watch whoever would have played shortstop just for the hell of it. It's Extend Galvis? Yeah, extend Galvis. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Let's, <laughs> let's keep Galvis because you know they're not going to bring up Tatis. It's, look, he's the best player. Yeah. He deserves to be here. You know, it's it's a merit thing. You know, it's a, the meritocracy, as a good old Marver put it back when Perella was here. You know, he deserves to be here, so he's going to be here. The fans deserve the best team that we can field, and he's a part of that, so we're not going to fuck with him. And then in turn, now everybody's on good terms, and it just opens the doors to... You know what we what we're witnessing a, a record contract. Yeah, you mentioned the the trust between the fan base and the team. Like I, I genuinely feel like for the first time in my life, I'm 30. I'm going to be 31 this year. For the first 35. time, for the first time in my life. Okay, you're 35. Yeah. For the first time in my life, and you can say it may be different, but I feel like the t- owner of the team that I care about the most cares about winning just as much as I do. Yes, 100%. That's what I feel with Seidler. I mean, Moore's had his issues or whatever. And I was, to be honest, I was a lot younger back then. But as far as right now, especially in the last decade or so, or you can go back, what, 15, 20 years maybe even, uh, yeah, I feel like Seidler wants to win just as bad as we did. And that's not to say that Uncle Ron didn't want to win, but Seidler wants to win and he's walking he's talking the talk and he's walking the walk so like there's no question in the back of my mind at all the only question that was in the back of my mind is will he go all out and sign Tatis long term and that question has been answered emphatically with an exclamation point I have no questions and then you hear him at the press conference today he's like hey uh we represent the eighth largest city in America any we can do anything that we want to yeah it's incredible like I can't believe that we're hearing these types of things and and the fact that he used the words sustainability flexibility he said we like to look over 10 a 10 year uh frame but that doesn't mean that we stop paying attention to what's directly in front of us he leaves it open to where hey we have this flexibility to where if we even need to do more on top of this we're gonna do it (laughs) and there's no question in anyone's mind whether or not he's gonna do it and he alluded to this if you listen to an interview he did uh i want to say it was last off season um when strasburg hit the market and he can't come out and say they are and they're not gonna sign free agents because it goes against their uh their uh collusion rules or whatnot they can't comment on stuff like that but he had said you know i can't comment on that you know whether we're in or not but i can't say that we're always interested we ask about everybody and we're always flexible the thing that i love about pete seidler since he's been in an ownership and yes i do think uncle ron wanted to win within the parameters of doing what's best for ownership is that seidler is not seidler is acting like steve cohen should act yeah you know exactly how many good players can I fucking afford right now? Yeah. Uh, and and what do I have to do? I'm going to let my GM do what he wants to do in a manner that's going to make us win. Um, and the other thing about Seidler, I, he's really, yeah, in my lifetime, sure. Like, I think Ray Kroc legit wanted to win. Well, yeah. Like, Ray Kroc wanted to win. But I wasn't around for that. I was born in 86. You know, I think every owner wants to win because of the revenue involved. But I think they want to win 
where they can still get a return on investment whether they win or not because losing is incentivized too. Yeah, and um, see, that's where that sentence is the whole sentence for everyone. But with Seidler, the sentence stops that he wants to win. Yeah, there's, <laughs> there's no, nothing there's else no, after that. There's no he wants to win, but he also wants to make a profit. Regard, it's, it's, there's no asterisk he there wants to at win. all. Yeah. He just wants to win. And that's he's, it, he's period. He's been quoted or there have been... There have been talks that he's made statements about, you know, this isn't, you know, this is not, you know, rich people buy teams because they want to, you know, because they, they want to show off how rich they are. Yeah. That's but, exactly why. And they buy them as like an ATM machine. Yeah. Um, so, but with Seidler, it's been said that he looks at this the way that his, you know, his previous generation looked at the Dodgers. It's that this is a family legacy that I am building so when my kids come of age, and my grandkids, and my nieces, and my nephews, when they come of age, they can take over the reins. He's I'm looking at him, and maybe he's, he's nowhere near the asshole and involved as Steinbrenner was, but that's what I look at. It's like, this is a <laughs> legacy investment. It doesn't matter how much it's going to cost. I want to win, not because it's going to make me money, because he's going to have money anyways. It's I want to win because this is my team. This is my investment. This is going to be my legacy. If you um, build it, the dollars will come. Yeah, and How that's the that? other thing. Uh, can you imagine, let's say the, there's no pandemic and we can get 100% capacity at Petco Park. That shit's going to sell out every single time. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Even with the pandemic, what I had looked into after the Tatis extension was reported that I hadn't looked into since 2010 when I actually had them, season tickets. I had no fucking reason to. Yeah. Why would I? Yeah, why, why would, would I? And and I also uh, told myself, I'm like, hey, you know what, man? Like, next time I'm getting a jersey, because I don't buy from DHgate that often, and I know my one lame jersey, uh, you know, uh, purchase isn't going to float this massive investment. But I'm thinking to myself, you know what? They're putting their money where their mouth is. So me as a fan, like... I'm going to be buying merch from the team. I think the Padres store is completely overpriced, and I always will. Yeah, go to, like, Dick's or something. Uh, but I'm going to be putting my money into the team also. Like, I legitimately looked into season tickets uh, yeah. for this year, and, you know, I'm just not sure with the guidelines and everything. But next year, if everything's back yeah, to normal, absolutely. fans Brother, are there. You want to go half? Minimum 20-game ticket yeah. uh, package. I was talking with AJ yesterday, your cousin, yeah. and we're talking about, hey, maybe we'll get 40-game next yeah. season. I, I you know, was like, talking about the same thing. I'm like, absolutely we, worth it. Yeah, we should all go in on, like, a two-seater, and then you could take the miss. If my missus is permitted to uh, cross the imaginary line uh, over by the uh, wall that wasn't completed, I can take her, and then you can uh, AJ can take uh, yeah, you can take somebody yeah. So it's yeah, like it's it's not you don't have to sit there and be like oh god like you don't look at Padre ticket and Padre merch out of like satire yeah <laughs> it's I'm not a bit you're not looking it's for not Ross. you're not going to ross thinking okay i'm gonna go buy a padre hat but only if it's meat and sir and i just dropped 50 bucks on that stupid spring training hat not because i need it well and the thing is I like, want it. like you won't see people well i i shouldn't say this because you will still see people doing it but you won't see people being like oh well we paid for this package and we're only getting these giveaways because that's not the draw anymore the no. draw is on is on yeah the field and so. the great news is that their giveaways i mean it's sad that it happened last year but their giveaways last year that calendar was epic what they were going to actually do yeah. with the giveaways but uh the other thing i wanted to touch on i just want to say i'm very excited yes. to go in there and buy 20 dollars beers $25 beers. I don't care. I'm at it, man. Dude, I'm so excited to get back in there. I can't fucking wait. I, I dream of reliving that energy that I had that start against the Cardinals where Fran Mill and Manny were having a pissing contest yeah. on who could hit more home runs. I called Tatis scoring from second base on a Hosmer ground ball. That surprise, was the sunset surprise. night, wasn't it? Yes, was that was the sunset. Nice. And then yeah. Paddock shoved that night. 
Yeah. Uh, while he was at it, after his first start against the Cardinals, he had struggled. I think it was the second start of his career he'd struggled against them. Ironically, I I was going to go to that game, but I didn't because I saw Paddock was pitching <laughs> and he struggled against the Cardinals his first time. See, so I, that's exactly why I didn't buy tickets, and I missed probably one of the greatest games in the last couple of years. I only went, and it was a Friday night game, I only yep. went because it was a college grad night game. So my brother, who had graduated from Grossmont uh, with his uh, associates, had gotten like discounted tickets, so that's why I went. I was like, "Yeah, I'll go." It just happened to be probably outside of the uh, opening day, and then uh, the first beer fest the following night. Probably my f- favorite game I've been to in years. Like the atmosphere was electric. Yeah, especially at that point, it wasn't like rookie expectations. Like, oh, he's really good. Wow. Well. Let's go watch him play. Yeah, like yeah. you're going to start to get the cash flow, not only from the diehards like you and I that are going to want to spend more on the team. But now we're going to spend anyways. It. And we are going to spend anyways. And that's what uh, DJ Wayne had told me in our. Well, I mean, I like to keep private conversations private, but uh, in our. Does he have um, your phone number? In our meeting. Yeah, you know, we text from time to time. Shoot him a text. Me, him, and Preller. We have a group chat, but once uh, once Wayne left, it was kind of awkward because we were like, do we stay in this group chat or do we make another group chat? It's always kind of weird how those things work out. But, um, yeah, you know, you look at it, and it's like I want to spend my money on this team, and I, I don't feel bad doing it, but you're going to get the money from me and you anyways, like we said. But you're going to get the bandwagon people also, and I love bandwagon fans. That's where the money's I at. Love bandwagon fans. Yeah. Show up, buy merch, buy tickets, buy beer, buy hot dogs, buy uh, Cardiff crack na- uh, nachos, whatever the fuck it is. It's been so long. Buy everything you can in there. I love it. So yeah, go buy Randy Jones's barbecue for common sense solutions to your <laughs> hunger problems. No, but uh, in all seriousness, listen, the Padres want bandwagon fans. Rest in peace, Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> <laughs> God, Randy, why? Come on, Randy. Why, Randy? Jesus. The next thing you know, he's going to be wearing a Dodger blue MAGA hat Anyways. with a Bauer jersey. But uh, the the bandwagon fans, guys, are where the cash flow is at. Like, mm-hmm. whether we want to admit it, to, like, I'm going to buy Padre gear no matter what. It didn't matter if it was blue and I preferred the brown. I, w- I bought a Padre hat every year. Probably about two or three Padre hats every year. Mm-hmm. I bought t-shirts. You know, I, I buy Padre gear. I go to games. I watch the TV. I watch them on the, you know, on TV. I give them ratings. All that good stuff. I'm going to do that. You're going to do that no matter what. We've done that our entire friendship. Mm-hmm. We've suffered through it. Yes, ownership cares about us, obviously. They shouted Padre's uh, Twitter out before. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but the money for as far as like revenue and being able to keep this going is in the bandwagon fans. Because if you think those 50,000, 60,000 people that were consistently packing Qualcomm Stadium kept watching the Padres after 1998. Uh, I have a house, I have a beach in Texas with uh, heat that I would like to sell you. With heat. <laughs> it's, not, it, it's, it's where the money is at. You get the bandwagon fans because they're the ones that are going to fill the gaps to sell out the ballpark. They're the ones that are going to show up and look at going to a Padre game like it's Disneyland. Hey, Timmy, let's go to the Padre game. I'm going to go drop $100 to buy you a t-shirt, a hat, uh, a foam finger, and then we're going to drop $50 on concessions 
And that's just for you. I'm also going to drop 30 bucks because I want a couple of beers while I'm here. Yeah. That's that's where the money's at. We've been so, yes. cooped up all year for yeah. the last year plus. Yeah. <laughs> I want to spend some money. Pi- like, we Petco- have the extra money. Petco Park spend. is going to be Disneyland when they finally open it up. I feel like I feel like we're going to get on a nightly basis the type of electricity that we got on Tatis's debut. Uh, debut. Yeah. That kind of That energy. Friday night was fire, especially when he almost hit the home run and hit off the wall in center. Yeah. I feel like that's that's the type of energy that we're going to get. Not, not Maybe not night in night out but we're gonna get that a lot we're gonna get that a lot and you know i feel like not that it really matters but but from a pride standpoint for me personally i feel like when the dodgers come to town we're actually gonna see a lot of brown there it's not gonna be a blue out everywhere like it like it has been so uh that's that's what i'm looking forward to the most and 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 you have to know that Seidler sees that. And yeah, that Seidler sees the money that's going to be coming. He sees that uh, after we won the first playoff series in forever against the Cardinals. Like that they, reception. They see the reception. They yeah. see it. They know. So for him to capitalize off of it, dude, like... They know that San Diego is hungry for a winner. Yeah, and that they're and, hungry for glory because it, it's been said countless times. I mean, we've, we've seen Craig Meddy on Twitter... Say it countless times. Ever since the Chargers left, it has been the Padres' town for the taking. It's been a slow process to get to that point, but we are now at a point where it's obvious they are taking the reins to own this city. They're going to be the talk and the uh, destination for uh, San Diego. One thing yeah, I want to and why not? And why not? Yeah, because we're gonna do go watch the fucking Aztecs. Come on, God, please. Come on, please. Let's be real. You don't like their. Uh, you have don't some like... self-respect. <laughs> <laughs> when you're trying to when you're trying to dole out like where you're gonna give your entertainment dollars to in your budget, just stop at the Padres. Yeah, the okay? uh, the Aztec- stop at the Padres and the Seals. Yeah, the Aztecs okay? uh, Pee Wee League football complex is not where I'll be making yeah. my way yeah. once it's built in 2057. Yeah. Um, one thing I want to talk about because you you, you brought up a, a great uh, a great point. That's um, all I do. Which one? Uh, well, this one, this one uh, about Seidler. How he says, yeah, we look at ten years, but we also look at the present. How brilliant. Does the way their contracts are all structured look right now? We were talking yeah. about this uh, with the uh, the Mad Friars guys, that uh, hack Boomer Conniff uh, and his lackey friends, and uh, we admit, you know, we brought up that yes, Manny is on the books, and if he stays for ten years, he's on the books. But let's let's think of it. After this year, um, Fam's off the books. Yeah, Myers is off the books next year as well as Musgrove after next year, and Clevenger. So you're saving that money. Hmm. After the following year, which is uh, 2023 after that season, Darvish is off the books. Snell is off the books. I believe Hosmer is getting a pay cut. Um, And at that point, yeah, you're going through arbitration with some of your guys, a few of them. But now you're really just paying Tatis and Manny, assuming Manny sticks around. So now... Not only are they going to be in a position where they can continue to draft, and hopefully they're funneling in C.J. Abrams and you know Robert right, Hassel, yeah, and uh, Tirso Ornelas, please. <laughs> but not only are they going to be funneling in the younger guys, right? Campusanos should be established by then. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to have the payroll flexibility where yes, Tatis's big money's kicking in. Yes, hopefully Manny's still here making thirty million dollars a year. But they're going to have that flexibility where they can just reload. Money again. They can go out and say, okay, who's the next team we're going to fleece and give them these great prospects that aren't even in our top 10 and are borderline 100 guys to go take on more money because now we have the flexibility to do what we've been doing. Mixed veterans who are good right now with our top studs that we already have team control. It's it's set up brilliantly where once this 
particular three-year run is over, we can just reload with contracts with other players again. Yeah, you know what that's called? You know what you just described? What did I describe? Sustainability. Ken Rosenthal, short bitch. It's like five foot three over here throwing shade. Fuck off. Like, did you see that, like, the national guys hate, hate that Tatis signed I haven't signed heard a lot extension. from Buster only. Where's that guy? They couldn't stand it. Like, no. they're so pissed off. Oh, well, uh, oh, it was uh, 14 years, $340 million. Well, how much is he paying in taxes? How much is he paying in taxes? Who gives a fuck? So, the three of the four highest contracts in MLB history were out of California. You have Mike Trout. You have Mookie Betts, you have Tatis, and you have Harper. For Mike Trout and for Mookie Betts, did you hear anything about how much will they pay in taxes? No. Fuck no. You didn't hear the shit. The Dodgers got praised for you locking him shit. up. shit. But then the Padres, who have been a punching bag for decades, finally get their shit together and lock up a generational talent for basically his entire career. And what do you hear? Well, how much is he going to pay in taxes? Why would he take 14 years? Look at all the money he left on the table. How about let's shift the narrative from that bullshit and talk about how this is actually a great thing for baseball. I love that. The it's a cl- great thing for baseball. It is amazing for baseball. And I'll touch on that in a second. But I love that the cliff notes of Ken Rosenthal's article was, is spending money on good players sustainable? Yeah. What, are you idiot? No shit, it's not. Let's go. Let's. That, dude, that pissed me off. I, it was such a shitty article. I love metrics and Moneyball and you know and and finding the undervalued assets and taking advantage of the market as much as anybody but other than the teams that do it when they have money name me one mom and pop shop team that's done it the A's haven't done shit the Rays have made it twice and they lost to teams that did it better than them with more money the Red Sox did it but they had money the Dodgers do it but they have money the Astros do it but they have money the Washington Nationals do it but they spend money. Now, granted, they write post-dated checks, but they write the post-dated checks nonetheless. The A's do not get anywhere, and they haven't gotten anywhere. Hey, Mad Max, I'm going to need you to not cash this till about 2035. <laughs> <laughs> Is that cool? Is that cool? <laughs> hey, uh, Steven, why don't you get with uh, Bobby Bonilla? And, uh, you yeah. Know, yeah. But, you know, but... The, the 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 moral of the story is, yes, you can exploit market inefficiencies, which the Potters are doing right now. They're spending money, mm-hmm. they're spending capital, and they're spending prospect capital, which teams are not doing. Teams are veering away from that. Even the Dodgers, I mentioned this and they proved me wrong with Bauer, but Bauer's deal is not a huge risk for them. Mookie Betts is one of those things where it's like, well, that's really outside of the characteristics of the front office. They typically don't you know, make these kind of moves, but they didn't trade a lot to get him either. You know, they don't trade a ton of prospect capital, and they don't typically give out the big deals because they've lost out on guys. They lost out on Harper for not going long enough. They lost out on Granky. You know, so it's great if you're going to exploit market inefficiencies and take advantage of the markets and trends moving one way so you move the other way to give yourself a competitive advantage. But you have to spend money to win. It is a fact. If you do not spend money, you're not going to win. The Rays are a prime example. Oakland's a prime example. Two front offices that acquire talent. As good as anybody, but they don't spend money, so they never get anywhere. Orioles, 0.0. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to need you to crunch those numbers again. Crunch. Crunch. (laughs) 0.0. Andy Keats trembling. Yeah, 0.0. Actually, I think he might just be swimming in a bottle of Jack Daniels. Not sure if Orioles' chances of winning or 1360 ratings. (laughs) 0.0. 
Zero. <laughs> but yeah, dude, give the Padres some credit, man. Yeah. Like, like coming out with all that bullshit, and it's like, oh well, uh, yeah, is this sustainable for the Padres? Is this a good idea? Look at it, dude. Like, if the, the Cardinals the way, had done this, they'd be sucking them off. With the way that it was, that it was backloaded. So four years, thirty-four mil. Those let's his four Peanuts. arbitration years, thirty-four mil, right? And then you get him, and he's a free agent at twenty-six, and you sign him at ten years, three hundred and six million would be the difference. Like, are you going to tell me you wouldn't sign up for that? Like, it took Machado 10 years, $300 million to sign in 2019. Yeah. What's it going to take Tatis to sign in 2025? It's going to be a lot more money than that. Yeah, absolutely. The Padres, dude, the, I feel like you don't want to say fleeced because Tatis seems very happy with his deal. But you look at it and, dude, this is a mega win for the team. Like, you buy out his arbitration years for $34 million, which is fantastic. Like, didn't Mookie make $30 mil in one year of arbitration? Yeah, he set made the like record? 20, yeah, he's like 28 or 30. So you're buying out four years of his arbitration. And then on top of that, you're signing him in advance to a 10-year, $306 million deal. Whatever the math comes out to, dude. It's just, it, it's fantastic. I couldn't be more thrilled as a Padre fan. It is brilliant. Yeah, because, to, to, yeah. See all, to see all the hate, dude. Oh, it's just I'm, exhausting. I'm, Cue the rock smelling gif. That's what I'm doing. Because all you fucking haters who want the Padres to remain punching bags because it threatens the national narrative that it's not just the Dodgers who own Southern California. The Giants ain't doing jack shit in Northern California. The Angels are a fucking dumpster fire. And the Dodgers just went out and signed like the most divisive, potentially hateful, annoying... Oh, it's going well so far. Oh, oh, it's going very well. You know, he wants to be the face of baseball. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's yeah. going very, that very well. That cardboard cutout charisma vacuum yeah. wants to be <laughs> wants to be the face of baseball. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hey guys, I'm underpaying my female agent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here's my agent who's underrepresented, anyways. And yeah. oh, by the way, I'm not paying her. You know what? What a man would make in this job. Yeah. Great job, Trevor Bauer. Yeah. Dude. Great job. Way to represent. I can't wait to tell my daughter. See. If you take a pay cut, you too can actually be an agent for a dickbag player who harasses women yeah. and uh, minorities. Yeah, I think the best part about this deal is that it, it feels like we had a lifetime of getting kicked in the nuts. Yeah. Just getting kicked in the sack yeah. year after year after year. Like, I forget all about that now. It doesn't matter. No. Because it, it led us to this point. Yeah, it doesn't. <laughs> it's like, like, it finally paid off. It finally paid off. And I, I told my wife this years ago. Because she asked. And these were during just the awful, awful years. when Jared What number Weaver, was the payroll starting with? When Well, we'll say when Jared Weaver was starting games <laughs> for, for the Padres. That was not that long ago. That, and that's true. And that's true. But... I've been asked over the years, not just by her, but by other people, why do you care so much about the Padres? Like, why why are you such a big Padre? They're awful. Every year, they're awful. You actually like watching this. I'm like, well, yeah, and I want to be a Padre fan because, number one, I was born and raised in San Diego. But number two, this is going to pay off. One day, it's going to be worth it. And I want to say I stuck through all the bullshit, and I've been here the whole fucking time. Yeah. Not that if someone shows up after the fact that that, that, that means any less, but for me personally, from a pride aspect... We saw through the bullshit. And if you're listening to this, then you are a Padre fan also. Because, like, you know, people that are just kind of casuals, I feel like they wouldn't really dive into podcasts. And they're no. probably going to listen to the home of the Padres, 97.3 The Fan, uh, Mondays through Fridays with Ben and Woods. But, like, they're not going to listen to podcasts. So if people are listening to this podcast, then they've been through the bullshit, too. Yeah. So if you guys are listening, you know what I'm talking about. Like, we've we've waded through all this bullshit 
and it's finally paying off. So I think that's another reason why, to me, when I saw the national guys shit on it, um, and I saw all the, oh, well, what about taxes? Is this sustainable? It really <laughs> pissed me off. Uh, Rich on Twitter, I think it's at Rich underscore Roberts. It's the guy who will never let Giants fans forget that uh, Giancarlo Stanton opted his no-trade clause. <laughs> Flexed to, his uh, muscles. Flex his muscles, but oh, he went off, dude. He was on a good one talking about how it's bullshit and like let's like let's let's point the narrative in the good because you have a team that is taking this twenty-two-year-old kid like that's unprecedented. When has this yeah. ever happened? Like it's like you look at uh, didn't Eloy sign for like seven years or something before he even had a, a major league at bat? Like that's great, that's security for him. But like this, is a twenty-two-year-old kid, yeah, fourteen years, yeah, fourteen let's, years. That's unprecedented. Let's look at the Mariners, right? They just had one of their team presidents resign. One of their team. Oh uh, God, dude. Yeah. One of their team execs resigned. What a piece of shit. He fucking admitted that they offered Jared Kelenek a long-term contract, and he's like, you know what? I'm... And good for fucking Jared. Tell him yeah. to fuck off. I'm surprised yeah. he's not asking to be traded. That's probably like, look, he's going to ask to be traded. got to step down. Yeah. But he told him to fuck. I'm going to bet on myself. And you know what? He He's working his ass off. He has every right to do that. And this guy has the fucking balls to say, well, now we're just going to fuck with his service time. Yeah, exactly. He's like, Jesus Christ. Exactly. Jesus almighty. The, yeah. the way that the Padres have been doing things, like they've they've all of a sudden turned, San Diego's been a destination city for the weather and the fact that like, hey, if you're past your prime, you can get a... We need like a pillow contract. You can get a goodbye contract yeah. <laughs> by going to San Diego. But now San Diego's a destination city to win. Like they signed Mark Melanson and he said, hey, I took the lowest offer, but I wanted to win. Yeah. I wanted to be a part of that. <laughs> it's just incredible. Like, like that's what they're doing. Don't look at the taxes. Don't look at the sustainability because, uh, number one, it's the guy that is writing the check. Like, he needs to worry about sustainability. And if he's yeah. saying, okay, let's sign the check, then the check has been signed. Like, yeah. don't worry I, about it. I, I'm, like, reminiscing. But they're a destination city now. Yeah. And I'm reminiscing. For the right for, reasons. For the San Diego discount now exists for the perfect reason. It's actually a good thing. Yeah. Now. It's, it's not, not embarrassing. Yeah, it's not like Ron Gant or Mike Piazza saying, you know what? And funny, those guys both signed with the A's the year after they got uh, had a good year with us. Yeah. <laughs> and were never to be seen again. But it's not those guys coming in for one year and saying, you know what? I'm going to hang on. I still think I got a little bit more in the tank. I can make a little bit of money off San Diego. Maybe I do want to get traded to a contender or I can get another contract out of it You know, the year after. The Rondell Whites, right? It's, hey, this team looks fucking loaded. I have a lot of money. I could take three mil. Out of hell with it. Throwing some incentives. Yeah, I'm down. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Great. Great. Absolutely. Let's do it. Like it, it's it's so um it's so refreshing. And the other thing I think about in that the Padres just like committing to this is like I start thinking about around the league where you've had like superstar players come up with these teams and just get dealt, not because they weren't good enough, or maybe, you know, in one case uh, it got to a point that point, but because they just didn't want to pay him anymore. I look at, like, you know, Evan Longoria signed a long-term contract almost immediately. Once he got, number one, they fucked with his service time because they waited. It's a college hitter. He's elite. But they waited, and then and then suddenly he's up, and now he's signing this long-term deal. But they dealt him before that contract. And then they gave him the, they did the PV in that yeah. they re-signed him, and then they traded him. Um, yeah. And, yeah, it worked out for them because he hasn't been any good, even though they, I don't think they got anything back. But still, it's the point is, you know, what are you telling your fan base? What did it tell us when they signed Jake Peavy and immediately after? Like, I believe John Moore's really wanted to win. I don't think he wanted to win as much as he wanted to invest in the uh, in the gas lamp 
because that's where the real money was at. But I do think there was he did want to win to a point. And but, there's a part of Seidler that's probably doing that also. He's yeah. likely making this investment. Hey, guys, I'm Papa Pete. Everyone loves me. Hey, give me this land downtown. I love Papa Pete. He told <laughs> us that uh, the uni- what the uniform is going to look like without telling us. What he a did. nice guy. Yeah, he yeah. did. What a great guy. Yeah. He, he uh, blinked twice. But, you know, you look at, like, Evan Longoria, like... Uh, Andrew McCutcheon, he's still a very good player. Is he the superstar he was in his like mid and late twenties? Well, no. But you didn't mean to tell me like he wouldn't if he if Pittsburgh had given him the money, he would have stayed. And like if they gave him, I think he got three years, forty five million from Philly. You mean to tell me Pittsburgh hadn't offered that to him instead of trading him and kept him there as a franchise player to show the fans like, yeah, hey, maybe it makes more baseball sense to trade him, but we don't want to do that to you guys. Like this is our cornerstone. you think he wouldn't have, like how how do you think the fans would have felt about that? Like yes, you should go like what's the best way to win, but I don't think it's a bad idea to lock up your franchise player and say we're going to build around him forever until he's not here anymore, right? They did we we complain about Mike poor Mike Trout. Poor Mike Trout, like he's there forever, forever. Yeah. And, yeah. and nobody's going to take on that contract because the Angels would be stupid to trade him. They're never going to match the value no matter how much money they get off the books. They're never going to match that value. And the Angels don't build around him. Yeah. You know, you look at, uh, I'm trying to think of some other guys that have been, uh, Longoria's one, uh, fucking David Price was another one that the Rays dumped before, you know, before his sell-by date. You know, they, they you, you see these, like, lower market teams, the fucking Marlins. They've done it multiple times. They've done it with Yelich, and they did it with Stanton before that. Yeah. These teams and They that, got rid of Jose Fernandez before they had to pay him. Uh, I don't think Jose... It don't happens think they, all the time. I don't think they got rid of They've him. They've been doing it for years. Yes. Anyways, well, he went off the books, so you tell me. Yeah, well, actually, I think he went off the boat is what you're telling, what you meant to say. But, uh, but, yeah, but you see where these like quote unquote poverty franchises. So, <laughs> might have some fish sticks tonight. But you see, uh, these poverty franchises cry poor. Uh, Lindor is another one, right? And the Orioles are another one with Manny. Lindor is like, yeah, you know, you know, he's asked in an interview like, oh, you know, do you think they'll resign you or whatever? And he laughed. He laughed at the idea yeah. of, of the Indians spending money to keep him. Not because it's like he wouldn't stay, but he's laughing because, like, yeah, they're not going to keep me here. Like, yeah. I'm not going to be here. Manny said, like, the Orioles, like, I felt offended. Like, it hurt that the Orioles never bothered to even ask me to stay. Yeah. They never they never tried. You know, so what does it say to players? What does it say to the union must be thrilled? They're probably mad at Acuna. <laughs> <laughs> And Ozzy Albies. Yeah. But uh, they must, they're probably throw. But what does it say to players that come up? Like, what does it say to C.J. Abrams? Hey, if you're really good, we're going to reward you. Yeah. If, if we don't question. trade you and you stick it out and you prove that us not trading you and giving you the chance was correct, we're going to reward you. What does that say to guys like that? What does yeah. that say, like you said, for free agents or somebody like, uh, you know, or Snell? Snell mentioned it. Like, yeah, you know, after I got over the hurt of being traded, I looked at him and go, Wow, these guys are going to be good. Like we're stacked. Yeah. What does that say to those guys? Yeah. How much? How much do you think went into? You know, if like, let's say Darvish decides like, hey, maybe I want to stay here past the three years, and he comes, he's coming up on his last year. How much? How much is what we're doing now a statement to Darvish saying like, hey, I want to be your guys' Verlander. You know, mm-hmm. I want to be the elder statement that's just here forever until my arm falls off. Yeah. Because I want to be here. I believe in what we're doing. I, I think. I think it's huge. And as a fan base, it's like. We finally, we finally have him. We've yep. been waiting since 2001 to finally have somebody where we can take all the love and admiration that we had for Tony Gwynn and pour it into somebody else. Somebody that wanted to be here. Not just because they wanted to win, but because they loved the team, they loved the city. 
Yeah. We exactly. finally have him, and these motherfuckers signed him. Yep, he didn't go to L.A. No, he didn't he, go to New York, didn't go to Boston. He's wearing Philly. pinstripes, but they're brown pinstripes. Yes, exactly. So, yeah, I, I think... Uh, I think that sums it up. So yeah, I am pretty pumped right su- now. Surprising to absolutely nobody. We both love the deal. We love it. <laughs> yeah, we love it so much that uh, we waited until Monday to podcast. Well, yeah. Uh, no, I mean, hey, we had to make sure that it we was, had to be we had to be right. We had to make sure that it was officially announced. Yep. You know, so that's that's what we were waiting for. And all the Dodger fans that are talking shit. Oh, he only played 143 games. How many opt outs? Seager's better. Blah blah blah. How many opt outs was the first one we got? Actually, I will say I'll give a shout out to my. Uh, uh, a buddy of mine that's a Dodger fan who's the complete opposite of what you would think a Dodger fan is. He actually hates everything they do. He doesn't know why they like Bauer other than maybe he's good, but he also has an almost four career ERA and he beat up on a bunch of shitty teams last year. But when they signed him, his response was, you fucks. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) How, how are we supposed to keep dominating if you just locked him up? That's not a Padres type of move. I have zero respect for Dodger fans. Because it's the last decade, it's been easy to be a fucking Dodger fan. Oh, yeah. Hasn't it for them? How fucking easy has it been? Year after year after year after year of giant payrolls. Yeah. You don't have to worry about, oh, well, hey, we got a budget. We got to move this penny over here so we can move a few nickels over to the other side. You don't have to worry about that. Never did they have to worry about that. Oh, well, hey, you know what? It didn't work out. We paid uh, Jason Schmidt. We paid Andrew Jones. We paid these guys. It didn't work out. But you know what? Fuck it. We're the Dodgers. We have endless money to burn. It's been easy for those people. They're paying David Price right now. They bought Zero. Yeah. Zero respect I have for those motherfuckers. And what makes it the absolute worst is the Angelinos up in LA, right? Like you have Kevin Durant and we'll kind of tie basketball into it. You and I know jack shit about basketball. Kevin Durant signs in Golden State. And what did Laker fans say? Oh, that's bullshit. Oh, fuck them. Oh, fuck them. Laker fans are probably going to be Dodger fans also, right? Hated that move. Hated him going to Golden State. They signed Bauer. Fuck yeah. Why wouldn't he want to play in LA? Why wouldn't we? Fuck you. <laughs> fuck Dodger fans, dude. I can't stand these motherfuckers. I cannot stand them. They've they've had a golden spoon in their fucking mouths for a goddamn decade. They haven't won jack Longer fucking shit. Longer than that, brother. They Longer haven't won that? jack shit. There was a 60-game season last year. Even Walker Buehler. Oh, well, you know, without the fans, without the parade, it kind of feels like we only won half of it. I had newsflash, buddy. Half of 162 is 81. You didn't even win half of it. <laughs> Jackass. You also God. beat a team that blew a 3-1 lead, and then you beat a team that was down its two Cy Young caliber starters. And got yeah. lucky on a home run that your center fielder robbed. So that's something we have to get used to. That's something I definitely have to get used to now. Oh, I'm gonna uh, be as a Padre fan is having haters chugging, <laughs> chugging the when they when Bauer. We have gets, haters now. I love it. We've had haters since uh, we started doing the uh, the game threads. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. when when Bauer gets his tits lit every single time, I cannot wait to oh, drink yeah. the tears. Oh, it's gonna be great. Oh, I hope they're low carb. It's it's gonna be there's great. gonna be a lot of them. Yeah. So we got uh, what's today? Twenty second. Yep. Spring training game starting up, what, next week? week, I believe? Yeah, next week, so uh, maybe we'll check in a few I do weeks. appreciate, by the way, you confirming uh, the San Diego Padres report that uh, the schedule for games uh, televised <laughs> will be out later. Yeah, you know, it'll be out later. Uh, that's something that we're working on as part of the front office, you know, me, Pete, uh, AJ. You know, we have other things that we're working on, and, I mean, if you I, I love Padres Geeser because she pointed out today that uh, Seidler gave me a shout-out. Oh, did he? Did you hear it? No, I did not. So she po- she uh, she tweeted something out today that said, also great to know that uh, at Miserable SD fan not only talks regularly with Preller, but Seidler as well. So Seidler, 
he mentioned how they came to the decision, blah, blah, blah. I'm rolling my eyes right now. I'm blushing. But he talked about it, and I asked him specifically. I texted him. I said, hey, Pedro, Papa. I said, please, don't mention me. Don't mention me because I don't want the glory. I'm not in it for the glory. I'm in it for the entertainment of watching great baseball. That's all I care about. I don't care about clout or glory or anything. That son of a bitch. He just had to shout me out. So I actually have a clip here that she tweeted out. So I'll play it for you here. Oh, good. I mean, it's what everybody sees, you know. Eric, our coaches, our our manager um, throughout the organization. I mean, you know, it's embarrassing, but yes, yes, okay? We talk all the time. I mean, he's certainly right. You're a big dude. Everybody can see you. So we talk all the time. I, I've... I've I've known about this for a while, but I wanted to keep it under wraps. Yeah. Out of respect to out of respect to Seidler and what he's doing. Out of respect to Preller, I didn't want to step on any toes. Uh, but you know, I just had to keep it under wraps. But it's, it's fine. It's you know, fine. Sometimes it happens. You we're know, here. It didn't. You didn't leak it. You're not out here exactly. gloating about how you exactly. know Preller calls you or, or Seidler has you over for dinner or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. So. I don't play basketball, Preller. No. I don't. No. You know, you we probably, text. From you time probably to time. stuff his layup and then. Uh, yeah. Obliterate his ankle like you did your yeah, podcast from time to time. We talk, but anyways, uh, so we'll check in probably in a couple weeks. You know, who knows? Maybe maybe they trade for Trout as uh, <laughs> our pal Cook or Cronengirth uh, likes to point out that they're uh, trading for Trout. So maybe they do something exciting. Uh, maybe we check in a couple weeks after some games uh, get going, and uh, we got the season coming up here. Uh, what towards the end of March? So we got a lot to look forward to. Uh, find us on Twitter uh, if you're this far. Thank you, Danny's at Twitter at five point five Dan. The number five. Point five, Dan. I'm on Twitter at MiserableSDFan. Again, the winner of the Padres Twitter bracket challenge. Congratulations! From Mojave, what do you get for Desert that? Desert like Twenty Three. Clout. Clout. That's all I want. That's clout. That's all I need is clout. I'm fueled from clout. There's no money involved. Powered by clout. It's a tramp stamp I have. I'll show you after we're done. All right. Well, we'll see you guys later. We're out of here. <laughs>